Hello, and welcome to the Happiness Through Leadership podcast. My name is Trina Chabot, and this is where we talk about the things that we can do to have true and lasting happiness in our lives. Years ago, I was stuck and unhappy. I had everything in life that I ever wanted, but I felt so unfulfilled. When I was at the lowest point in my life, I made the decision to stay in my life and to turn things around. I've spent over 10 years building happiness in the different areas of my life. I realized that I had to become a leader in my life and my relationships to create a foundation for happiness. Now I'm helping others do the same. My happiness has been tested lately. The last two weeks have been incredibly stressful, trying to get people to do the things that I need them to do. It would seem that people don't do their jobs properly and that there's no urgency on people to right their wrongs. I'll share just one example. I needed a survey done. These are called building location certificates now. I called on August 12th and asked for a price and to get on the schedule. On August 20th, I called back because no one got back to me. Their response? Oh, yeah, we couldn't find your house on Google. (sighs) Right, it's a new house, so it's not on Google. By the way, your company has done work for me in the past. Oh, yeah, yes, I see. Right here, we have. August 25th. Thank you for the price. Here's my credit card. I need it done right away. Can you let me know when you're coming? August 31st. Uh, hello, I didn't get a receipt. And when are we scheduled for? We're not? September 3rd. Okay, no one's got back to me. I need you to help me. I need to get on the schedule and have this done by the 16th. I've been trying since August. September 8th. Hello, I haven't heard back from you. I'm getting really worried now that this isn't going to be done on time. All the time, I remained respectful and cooperative, and my sense of urgency finally worked. We made the deadline. For a long time now, I've been saying, you attract more flies with sugar, and I've seen it work time and time again. Yes, I know that it's not the original saying, but I got it mixed up way back when and just stuck with it. It works. Anyway, getting angry when things are not going your way are not going to get the other person to cooperate with you. And it's not going to help you either. It's not going to help your emotions. It's not going to help your thinking. It's about managing the emotions and getting yourself into problem-solving mode. My husband and I are 27 months into our house build during a pandemic, and I cannot believe that we still have it together. Actually, I can believe it. 
because we have done the inner work to have happiness and a positive outlook regardless of what is going on around us. We have learned to laugh things off, to jump in and help each other out, and to take time at the end of each day to decompress. We focus on the big picture of where we are going in life, and we don't let those daily disasters bring us down. I can honestly say that the tests on our happiness over the last little while have not impacted our mental health at all. We are stable and we remain on the joyful side of things. One of the tools that helped me create an inner foundation for happiness is a herbal supplement that's an adaptogen antioxidant blend. Of course, I sell it now because it's so awesome. Please reach out to me if you'd like to learn more. You can book a discovery session if you want, and we'll talk about whether it's right for you. No pressure to buy anything. The book for this podcast is called Happy Here and Now, Lasting Happiness You Can Count On by Matt Tracy. He says that one of the first steps towards knowing happiness is creating the feeling that we have some control over where we're going in our lives. I can agree that control is quite important. I always suggest to my clients that there are certain things they can control and certain things they cannot. And focusing on what they can control is a better use of their time and energy. Not to mention that it prevents them from getting stuck in that negativity and helplessness. He says there are many feelings that point us toward happiness. They include contentment, peace of mind, enjoyment, satisfaction, richness of experience, lack of fear, joy, having enough, calmness, not being anxious, engagement, lightness, lack of stress, ease, laughter, meaning, strength, and hopefulness. I do believe that these emotions and actions all help us to vibrate at a higher energy. If you believe in the law of attraction, you will know that we attract what we are. If we are these energies, we will attract more of that. The author says that we can embrace everything that happens to us as it is in some way meaningful to our life. Okay, good or bad. Along with that, instead of being negative about these things, we can say things like, I am lucky. I like my job. Things don't bother me much. I'm generally healthy. I get along with people. I choose where my life goes. I have lots of good things in my life. And he also says that we should mean what we say. I think these are all great things to say to ourselves. We tend to get fixated on the negative things. Maybe it's because our brains think we're at risk of getting hurt. But if we can focus on the positive, we can keep ourselves moving in the direction that we wish to go. Think about this next thing that he said. 
We think we know what will make us happy and we hold on to it, refusing to give it up, even though it's not working. Hmm, I can definitely relate. The things we think are going to make us happy are not even our ideas in some cases. I think we have to listen to our hearts and choose things that are in alignment with that. The author also has a formula to help people move themselves in the direction they wish to go. He calls it an interplay between belief, words, and action. So here are a couple of examples. Action. I made a good shot. Word. I congratulate myself for doing it. Belief. I'm improving in this sport. Or how about this? Belief. I can have lasting happiness. Word. I'm going to do what makes me happy. Action. I say no to the things that I don't want to do. Hmm, seems to make sense. That might be a good process to help people get in the right mindset. I generally use the interplay between emotion and thought. Then I see how it might be affecting my actions. For those of you who are managers or you coach people, the author said that when giving feedback, the best ratio is to say six positive things for every negative thing. Hmm, interesting. (laughs) I like to use positive corrective feedback. Focus on what they're doing well and remind them of what they can do even better. We never talk about giving that kind of feedback to ourselves, do we? Let's all try doing that. Give yourself positive corrective feedback, right? Tell yourself what you did really well, and then just remind yourself what you can do even better next time, with no judgment on yourself for forgetting it this time. Then the author wrote about forgiveness. To him, forgiveness means that you have to stop keeping score. For example, keeping track of having to get back at someone or them having to repay you. And also, forgiveness is something you do for yourself, not the other person. I can relate to this one. I think that sometimes you have to say, the person did the best they could and I just can't hold a grudge. And you say that even if you don't mean it. You'll eventually believe it. But for now, it's the best thing you can do to calm your mind. Okay, back to the book. You've probably noticed this one before. The author suggests that we stop telling negative stories because they stir up negative feelings. Hmm, imagine that. Once you can tell a story without having feelings about it, then you know you're over it. He says to be happy now instead of saying, I'll be happy when this happens. Or, I'll be happy when I can finally do what I want. Tell yourself that you have everything you need for happiness now. The author talked about negative thoughts in our heads and that we can balance them with positive ones. What if it's cold today? Well, what if it's pleasant today? Getting rid of negativity opens up space for better things to take place. These are all great suggestions. Much of our ability to have the life we wish to have 
is in our ability to have the right mindset and use the right practices. So why not pick up some of these things? And here is a cute quote from the book. The less you fight with life, the happier you'll be. We need to go around and over the rocks, just like the river does. The book ends with pages of daily exercises to reinforce the concepts he shared throughout the book. My favorites are, write down 100 good things about your life. Write down all of the things you can be thankful for. Remember to stop reinforcing your story and how bad it was. Good stuff. If you have articles that you'd like to share with me, or the names of great books on happiness, please message me. If you think you would be a great guest on the podcast, we can talk about that as well. Let's connect! Those were a lot of tips for this podcast. Happy Here and Now provided good things for us in each of those areas, action, words, and belief. They all focus on moving us away from negativity and blame. They have us focus on what we can control. And they help us increase the good things in our lives. We see that the things that create lasting happiness come from within us. It just takes self-awareness and remembering to use the tools. Thanks for joining me, everyone. Please make happiness the focus of your day every day. Take care. Thank you for listening to the Happiness Through Leadership podcast, where we believe that great things are available to us when we become leaders in our own lives. Once we do that, we can help others to do the same. Please visit trinashabot.com to learn more and to connect with me. Let's see if it makes sense to work together. I would love to help you have the life you want. The great news is that it's absolutely possible. See you soon! Thank you.